Hello and welcome to episode 27 of season 4 of The Three Amigos. I'm Don and I'm joined as always by my amigos Mars and PJ. Say hello guys. Hello. Uh, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that may is because um, we're just after watching the Reds go out of Europe, unfortunately, to Real Madrid. But uh, well, we, we wanted to get on a pod and record a quick one for our listeners. We had a few technical issues earlier on in the week, so we weren't able to record, but we wanted to get on and get a record in. Um, our amiga Kylie, unfortunately, couldn't make it tonight because she's canvassing her neighborhood, trying to drum up support for a kangaroo sanctuary in Dublin 3. We wish her the best of luck with her noble endeavor. As always, we begin our show with a brief review of the previous game week that was. Uh, that was game week 31, of course, before putting it firmly in our rearview mirror. Top amigo last game week was Marzi. Well done, Marzi. You had a cracking game week. Tell the listeners a little bit about it. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I think seventy-seven minus four. Uh, it, it was uh, it was all about Dallas, wasn't it? Dallas and in in Inihatio. Uh But um, yeah, look, uh, a lot of people will say, ah, you started Dallas because you didn't have no. And I discussed it with you guys. The reason I started Dallas is because my other option was White from Brighton, and I thought, right, the maximum I could get from White was six points. But I thought Everton would score, so that's two points. I thought, OK, well, I'll go with Dallas. He's an out-of-position midfielder. If anything was going to happen, it could happen. I, I was never dreaming of two goals. I was absolutely loving it. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a good game week. Absolutely needed it. Um, but, yeah, happy. Can't complain. It was a lovely one. Um, I was delighted for you when, when they went in, I have to say. Um, PJ, you're next up on 54 points. You ended up on net 54 like Kylie, but because she took the hit, I'm giving you second spot in the Amigos this week. Thanks, Don. Pretty uh, pretty average wild card. Obviously went through that baptism that all wild carders seem to do, where our previous teams would have inevitably outscored the one that we wild carded to. Uh, notable transfers out, obviously, the aforementioned Dallas and Johnston of West Brom for Forster and Fofana in a 30-point swing alone. Um, so, yeah, other than um, Inanacho and my kind of wild punt on, on Torres, it was, it, was, it, was, it was pretty average. Blank, blanks across the board. Salah got his goal, which I was pleased about, but everyone else, everyone else blanked. Those three players kind of carried it on, really. And Welbeck, I just, yeah, I don't quite know what I was thinking. Another case of... Um, trying to be too clever against the Twitter bubble. And, you know, I know we spoke about this before and we spoke about it on uh, getting to know you with Gianni, if you've not heard that yet, give that a listen. But in terms of how, had I not been on Twitter, there's no doubt I would have just gone for Vidra, just based on the fact that he was playing Newcastle, stats were good. But it was really like, you know, I mean, my season's over now anyway. And I was like, you know what, I can't be fucked to get Vidra. I'm going to think a little bit outside the box. I'm going to punt punt on someone I, I want to enjoy watching, which was Danny Welbeck. And inevitably, Brighton, you know, had their usual 45 shots on goal to no success. And here we are. Yeah. Speaking of um, trying to trying to be clever and trying to have a bit of fun. Um, one thing I learned this week is trying to have a little bit of fun. The most fun you have really is when you get fantasy points um, in FBL and um, yeah, I brought in my free transfer was Yota for Havertz, and I made a late decision to get in and captain Aguero for Watkins. Um, I had planned on benching Ollie and playing Foden, and I really didn't like the look of that. So I thought, you know what? Um, I'm 
ranked about 500k and I may as well have a little bit of fun and I just had a feeling that Aguero was going to have no, no reason behind it whatsoever but um, yeah it didn't work out disaster transfers but it would have already been a poor game week anyway with Alonso and DCL not showing up so a game week rank of 6.5 million guys which says it all really uh, 33 minus the 4 so 29 points Do you feel uh, Don do you feel bitter that um Managers like yourself obviously made that Aguero move and then didn't get any kind of thing off the kind of bench really or any kind of yeah. Luck, no, whilst, whilst others to mention someone at complete random, uh, <laughs> you know, Viking um, yeah. uh, managed oh. to get Watkins, you know, Dallas Veltman off his bench in uh, some sort of mental thirty-eight point swing as a result of poor decision making. You know, what do you what do you say to you? Know, you know what? I'm happy for Paddy. But I've, uh, but I, to to be honest, loads of the season I've had a very strong bench and I've had points on it and I haven't gotten too stressed about it. The one time when I really needed to go deep for my bench was this week because every single thing seemed to go against me, other than the fact that Kane that Kane didn't score because um, so many people had him captain and Son did. Um, I own both of them, but that was probably the only little glimmer of light and of course Trent's goal as well. But other than that, it was the most shocking, nearly laughable kind of game week. But you know who's having good game weeks? PJ is the top of our three amigos classically. Why don't you give the listeners a little rundown on the top five? Yes, I will do. Can I ask what the um, uh, the winner of the three amigos classic gets other than just pride and prestige? Pride and prestige. Well, th- there is nothing really more valuable than pride and prestige, Um <laughs> so, so they normally get an appearance on a. They normally get an appearance on getting to know you. Yeah, we'll, so uh, we'll do that. I think yeah. last year's winner wasn't on Twitter, but uh, the year before we had. I think Paul, uh, Sky player in FPL, won it once and came on. Um, yeah. So yeah, the, the the winner gets to come up if they want on a getting to know you or on a pod. Uh, oh, whichever they choose. Tell us all about it. Yep. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Well, we look forward to hopefully speaking to you soon, uh, Darajuradi of Martial Law, as it looks a foregone conclusion that he will um, uh, lead that um, that league up until the final final stages. But it's very tight below him. The um, uh, the next seven players actually are separated by just sixteen points. So uh, below Darajuradi, we have the sidings and Christopher Chauvin, uh, Stenhag United, Dak in Stenhag. Greenwood Studios, Natasha Ray, Up the Ox, Ben Wyatt, Top of the Clops, Kyle De Asher, Jack Attack, Mike Gullen, uh, Gullen, Cullen, Cullen, probably more likely Cullen, and finally Slumdog Mignolet, Jonathan Strack. So those seven teams are within just 16 points of each other. So very tight below uh, Daraj. So uh, yeah, we'll see if any of them can try something a little bit outside the box and and catch our leader. Excellent stuff. Thank you, PJ. Um, tonight, lads, we're going to forego our roundtable and we're going to kick straight into our listener questions. A lot of them were kind of covering off, which was our main, t- the topic we were planning on discussing majorly tonight was, of course, what everyone is talking about. The Lingard Nacho double up, which that Leicester West Ham game couldn't have gone any worse for me as um, as an owner of neither of them, because it seemed to be literally one hammer blow after another. Um, one quick actually mention is our Kylie captained um, Nacho this past game week, so she had a lovely haul for herself there. So um, so well done, Kay, on that one. Um, but Lingard, um, Lingard in particular is the player that everyone kind of was with. They were they were wondering whether this run could continue. 
Um, it certainly looks as though it's going to. He looks like he's in great form and doesn't seem to be too adversely affected by the by the injuries that West Ham are suffering to Antonio and um, to Declan Rice and so on. But FBL Pig was asking how big of a couch should I purchase to hide behind considering I still don't have Lingard for Newcastle away. And Randy Shafter was asking, should I buy Lingard for a minus four just so I can live in fucking peace? Um Guys, I'll come to you in a second, but I would suggest that possibly FBL Pig, I mean, pain is often the greatest inspiration of artistic talent. So maybe maybe not owning Lingard will be good for your um for your singing career on FBL Twitter. And um and Shafter, Randy, you're you're always want to be given out about something anyway, so maybe maybe don't buy him just so you can have something to give and out about. What a talent they both have with words. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, the, the different end of scales, but a fantastic talent. Total, total different end of scales, but brilliant in their own way, yeah. Um, yeah. What, guys, come to you, Mersey, first. Um, what do you think on Lingard and as an afterthought, um, Nacho as well? First, yeah. first half Jesse Lingard. Yeah, that's what I'm going to call him from that one. Honestly, he only does everything in the first half. So when it went past 30 minutes, I think, and he hadn't scored, I was like, OK, I'm safe. And then he comes up with a goal and assist from nowhere. Uh, fantastic first goal. I mean, God, the guy's justifying all odds. Uh, look, <clears throat> I think uh, there's it, there's no point of being too clever about it. He's the main man at West Ham. West Ham are playing really well, and you've got to give them credit. They're going for top four. The injuries doesn't seem to affect them. It might catch up with them later. They've got a lovely game next. That's the problem, is the fact that they've got a lovely game against Newcastle, followed by a tougher game against Chelsea. And a lot of people will be thinking, maybe would have been planning to bring in a Spurs player now for the double. And maybe the question would be, do I go for a Spurs player or do I go for Lingard or both? I think it really depends. Look, if you're trying to hold your rank and you don't have Lingard and people around you have him, you have, you've, got, you've got to bring him in now. Bite the bullet. That's what I'm doing. And especially in mini leagues, I look around, you know, people around me in my mini league all have got Lingard. And he's the one that basically, like, I had a good game week and still sucked me back in because I didn't have him. So I think if you're chasing, if, you're, if, if the people around you have him, you've just got to bring him in to stay safe. And they are, they are an attacking team. They're playing well and he's in the form of his life. Forget the stats. Forget what everybody else says. Just get him in. Uh, for me, for me he's, he's coming in. He has to. It's enough now. I've had enough. The next game, he could easily, you know, Newcastle just can't defend. I know they're playing better. They've got their players back. Maximilian is back. Wilson is back. And they might go for it, which will give Lingard even probably more space at the back because their defence is awful. Let's be honest about it. Um, so I think I think Lingard is 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 uh, somebody that you should definitely consider. Sure, Marzi. I was telling you during the game week, I was looking at live FPL as as that game was going on, and as I was saying to you, Lingard's points were actually affecting me as much, in fact, more at my rank um, than Salah's points were as a non-owner. Both of them scored, both of them did it, but I, you know, their their the effectiveness, their EO against me was um, Lingard's was out of this world. Everyone seems to own him, and it's one of them ones that if he doesn't do much, if his run stops, then at least I'll have stopped the bleeding a little bit, but he definitely killed me an awful lot in this last game week. Um, uh, PJ, what do you think on Lingard? The, behind Bruno, probably the best Man United player in the Premier League at the moment, I think. <laughs> yes, he's uh, he's certainly playing well. Um, uh, I agree with everything that Mars said. Um, with the uh, obviously um, 
kind of caveat that I won't be getting him because I, I just hate him. And, you know, my season's over anyway. I'm only it's more of a reason to bring him in. Exactly. Quickly, exactly. everybody. Everybody pile on. I, 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 I do think there is a point whereby um, it's not worth bringing a player in who is in form because I think they're, they're, they're kind of tilt back to kind of normality is 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 it kind of greater outweighs the chance of them continuing that form and that is not to me you know i don't want to go down any hang on a minute i you know the gif you know the gif on twitter pj where where there's a guy looking at the mathematical equations yeah 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 yeah. i I know what you mean but jesse lingard is not somebody i know there's not that much long left of the season but say this was the start of the season and we take calvert lewin as an example and i remember writing about calvert lewin and jack Grealish, and i said calvert lewin is not going to score 44 goals in the premier league Jack Grealish is not going to get 350 points in FBL. These players just simply will regress. Jesse Lingard simply will regress. Now, that, that may well, well be in three or four game weeks' time, but at my pathetic, feeble rank, I'm actually, I believe, I'm better off betting against Jesse Lingard than I am actually carrying on jumping for. Um, I think in Marzi's position, I think anyone who is ranked in the top 100k and doesn't own Lingard um, or is near the top of their mini leagues and needs to protect their rank is an absolute no-brainer. But anyone in the never regions of FPL like me, fuck it, you know, carry on gambling. I think Jared Bowen in the same team is a fantastic differential playing in that kind of Antonio false nine position. Um, so, yeah, you know, Lingard is not a bad option. But as we saw this week, you know, there are so many unfashionable differentials who are still, you know, performing kind of really well. And I think one of the things that the Twitter community in particular is that we get obsessed with kind of five or six kind of different players. Uh, a girl in my mini league who is obviously not on Twitter and is very casual. She killed me this week with Pereira and Lacazette, players who are never mentioned on Twitter, players who, you know, got the same score as Lingard and Inanacho. And no one's rushing to bring those players in. So I, I agree that, yeah, Lingard is, is is obviously a fantastic asset right now and in the form of his life. But that doesn't mean he's the only option that is no. worth considering. No, just um, at his price, it's kind of, uh, it's it's hard to snub that and maybe look for differentials elsewhere. But I understand what you're saying. Um, and it is very much look around your mini league, I suppose, and see the um, who you're up against and where you are in it and see if um, if you want to bet against Lingard continuing his form. Um, Jonathan Strack, uh, I'll come to you first, Mersey. Uh, he was asking, would you do a free transfer on Salah to Son for the double game week, knowing that you need to transfer him back out in game week 33 to get Salah back? So... This is kind of the, a lot of people I think are in this boat where they had planned on using the transfer, as you mentioned, on getting in Son or potentially even getting in Kane if they didn't already own him. Um, But, you know, in particular Son, getting him in for this double game week. What do you think on that, moving Salah to Son? Salah up against Leeds, of course. Salah playing Leeds away from home. Leeds will, will they play the same that they did against City? I don't think so. I think they'll go for it. I think they will think they can beat Liverpool with their defence. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't I, yeah. I mean, look. I wouldn't want to go this game week without having um, Son and Kane because everybody else will. Uh, so it's a tough one. I would say try and find another way to bring in. For example, if you've got Bruno 
I would go Bruno to Son because Bruno's not he's not look, he's blanked what four out of the last six or maybe even the last six completely. Uh, Lingard has over, outscored Bruno since he's come to West Ham. That's how bad Bruno has been. Uh, now obviously we all know how much Bruno's owned, so it's a risk. But I think it's a risk worth taking because Son has a double. Uh, I wouldn't take Salah out because I think Liverpool will go all out to try and get back into the Champions League places. It's there for the it's there. Is it there for the taking? I don't know. When, when West Ham play Chelsea, we'll be hoping maybe for a draw or something just so we can sneak in and go back on top. But um, <clears throat> I don't know if I would move Salah out. Personally, I don't think so. My answer would be no. Yeah, I agree that. Um, PJ, would you disagree in any way? Are you happy enough with that answer? No, not really. Uh, I mean, I do <laughs> I, I completely understand where Martha's coming from. I have to admit, I am a bit of a double game week kind of lover. And, yeah. Um, so I would I would find it difficult to resist bringing in someone for a double game week. I, I would I would probably ask, is there no one else other than Salah you could bring? Would you yeah. agree though with Bruno? Agree. Like I I personally I think Bruno if if you were tr- deciding between the two, which one? Oh, I take I take with? Bruno out for Son in a heartbeat. You know we've got we've got multiple games. Liverpool is uh, as you guys you know acutely know are out of all other competitions now. So whereas some other teams are still fighting on three or four fronts. So mm. yeah. You know. Just just give me a minute there. I just want to wash that vinegar out of the wound that you're after pouring <laughs> all over it. Um, the PJ, next question we have is from FPL Lynchpin. Um, and he was asking, once the pandemic li- dies down and all borders are open, money no object, where have you never been in the world that you would like to visit? Um, we were talking about this today, bizarrely, and um, uh, with a, a few Twitter friends. Um, probably, probably Vietnam would be right there at the top, although it's a bit of a... It's a bit of a long trip um, with 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 children, so um, I might um, kind of maybe look somewhere a little bit closer to home, maybe just one of the islands or something. But to be honest, right now I would go fucking anywhere. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm going to go to Palestine with Mersey, and um, we're going to hang out with the Al Safis and have great crack. Anytime, anytime. Uh, Marzi, what about yourself? Where are you? Where would you go? Yeah, I mean, I'll, you know, look, South America is somewhere that I haven't been, and I would love to go to Brazil, Argentina, etc. Uh, but I think uh, to stay safe, probably go to a, to a secluded island. I don't know, Bora Bora or somewhere like that. It definitely, as uh, PJ said, as soon as it's possible, I'll be out. I'll be yeah, out for a while. Know. Probably work. Probably take four weeks and work wherever I am. The next, the, the, you know, take holiday for two weeks and just work from wherever I am for two weeks. Now that we work from anywhere. That's the good thing. The only, probably one of the only good things about this is showing that you can be remote, work remotely wherever you are. So yeah, I'll be out as, as soon as I can. Yeah, I, um, I would. I would. I would even go to Norway right now. I mean, you know, <laughs> even with their weird dietary habits. Yeah. Um, the PJ, this one, this one I'm giving to you. Craig Digger was asking, are the pod aware of any visionaries who started Dallas this week? It would be, interest- <coughs> it would be interesting to get their expert views and if possible, sign up to their Patreon. So um, do you want to say anything about that? I, I just want to make a, a public apology that I, I did not have the faith that some of my pod compatriots did by removing Stuart Dallas from my wildcard. It's haunted me all week. Uh, I was punished. I was punished in, in the way possible. And Mars, unlike again, you know, random people with names such as King, um, who who lucked out. You know, Mars actually started him. And you know, look, you know, credit where it's due. Don't choke. Don't choke. 
<laughs> if he does it again against Liverpool, I'll be cheering it on even more. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mars, FBL Canuck was asking, lowest owned, highest ceiling player for the run-in. He suggests Trent, Vardy, or, my God, Aguero, others. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 think, uh, I, I have a feeling that's that. No, maybe it's not a jab at me. He probably's not even aware that I went for Aguero this week. <laughs> no, probably not. Probably not. Um, I would say um, uh, it's, it's a tough one, right? But Sterling is just not playing for City at the moment. So is he going to be the one playing in the league? And he's he's not highly owned at all. So he could be a nice punt for the league. Uh, you know they've got. Come on. Yeah, I know, but I know, I know. That that's just one. I think if we look at fixtures, uh, if you look at Wolves with all their injuries, Terore seems to be on on form. So he could he, he could be one uh, cheap one that you can bring in and uh, and have fun with. Uh, Ford then seems to be catching form, but again, will he be playing in Europe? Um, so I would say I would say um, you got uh, you know the likes of Sterling, Terore, or look at somebody uh, I don't know like somebody that has to prove a point like Trent which he mentioned Trent wants to go to the Euros he's going to go all out for it so I think um, there's, there are a few options of really low on players that can actually explode I agree on um, I agree on, on, on Trent in, in particular I, I think one of the points I wanted to mention on this question was don't don't try and be kind of overly clever so I, I've already seen kind of people think you know what I want to cover Liverpool but I'm not going to get Salah I'm going to get Sadio Mane, even though he's in absolutely wretched form. Um, I think I think rather than try to gamble for lesser or less informed picks at clubs who are doing well, like like kind of Mane, like maybe kind of like Rashford or something at Man United, you know, I don't know who would buy him, <clears throat> or maybe some of the kind of like Chelsea assets who aren't aren't performing as well. Look at the clubs who aren't well owned. So we've already mentioned Lacazette, Pereira. Um, uh, some of the Brighton lads, teams who are playing well, who are creating a lot of chances uh, and, you know, but the talismans from most team. I think that's key. The players of this age of the stage of the season, we know who what? the talismans are. We know who the two or three players mm. can form from each side. Just pick those players, but from less fashionable teams. What do you think about Cavani? I think Cavani is a fantastic no pick. I was, yeah. I, it, was, it was frustrating me because the only real... I wanted a Man United attacker and, you know, one of the real decisions on my wildcard was, was Cavani or Rashford. And look, it's only one game. I'm not going to cry about it yet. The judge of any wildcard or transfer is over three or four game weeks, not just one. Rashford could easy, easily score against Burnley and Cavani doesn't. But Cavani just looks so good against Spurs. Um, I'll, I'll be interested to see if he kind of keeps his place um, or whether we use him more in the Europa, because he's not, he can't play three games a week. Um, he just doesn't quite have the legs for it. But um, yeah, I think Cavani's a really, you know, a really... He, he does uh, have the possibility, though, at his price, he's, um, even if he comes off the bench, he can score. I mean, he's, yeah, he, is yeah. that, um, he is that good. I think, I think he's a great differential. And I think Greenwood's a great differential as well. So. Yeah. Agree, Greenwood. I was going to say, and for me, the other one we touched on uh, earlier. I know, uh, I know, it's a painful one for you, Don. But Havertz, Havertz seems to be. I mean, Chelsea were sensational against Palace. Absolutely sensational the way they played. Um, and again, they 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 are going all out to finish in the Champions League places. They've got a young squad, and I think between Havertz and Pulisic, they will play a lot of the games. And I think Havertz, particularly the way he plays and the way Chelsea play, could could actually get you braces and and explode. Yeah. He um, has again, that high ceiling, right? Yeah, if you're going for a punt, he could be a good one. Yeah, that was my thinking with him a few weeks back when I got him in, was that he does have the potential, if he, especially if he's played up top, to kind of score 
kind of double digits kind of scores, um, which he obviously did in the week I sold him. But you know what? You live with these things. Um, my my main thinking with him was I wanted Jota because I regarded him as less of a kind of rotation risk with Havertz. And if Havertz, you know, they're still in Europe um, and, you know, potentially there is more rotation in that kind of front line for Chelsea. But yeah, definitely a great call. Um, speaking of Chelsea, um, PJ Simon, FPL Simon is asking, is is Jose still working for for Chelsea? Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think anyone. I don't think I, I don't think Jose will be working for anyone after this season, based on the way he's been performing so far. But um, he's uh, he's having a bit of a car crash of a season. Um, so for let's see the next question we have is from Lingard um, oh my god Lynn Lynn is um, I can't Lynn believe is, you said that you just said that as if Jesse Lingard had written in for a moment you gave me a heart attack yeah yeah no this this is this is Lynn FBL who is apparently the biggest fan of Jesse Lingard um, is basically give her it, credit it, Look, let's give her credit she was one of the first people that jumped on Lingard and captained him as well, I believe. So she decided That's she wanted to, to. She wanted decided to, to take the name. Yeah. She wanted to give herself the credit for it. Well, in fairness, <laughs> it's, she must be in marketing, maybe. But is it okay to say you like Roja, or will you be labelled as a person with no taste and banned from any future? FBL? Do you mean Rioja? Do you I, mean Rioja? Sorry. What, what was that? <laughs> what was that? That's nearly as bad as Castagania from from Monkey. <laughs> Roja. Oh my god. Listen, listen. I listen. You don't I'm, get wine in Ireland. We do. We drink it though. We don't read it. <laughs> classic moment on there, Migos. Yeah, so um, absolutely classic. So since Mersey doesn't drink alcohol um anymore, so um PJ, what do you think of Rioja? <laughs> I've, I've actually got I've actually got a, a quite a, a, a highbrow anecdote which which will bore you. You can switch off now, Mars. What I uh, what I regale you with this about um, about Rioja because um, I um, I never used to like Rioja and uh, uh, I once went round to my friend's house who had a dad who was a bit of a wine connoisseur um, uh, and he said to me he said um, uh, Phil I hear you uh, I, I hear you're not a big fan of Rioja and I was like well you know I I, I don't dislike it per se but i think there are better grapes and regions out there and he was like oh well you know how do you like this then and you know he produced this kind of 20 year kind of vintage rioca to go with this lamb that he'd cooked me that was just absolutely out of this world um uh and you know it was fantastic and i was you know he then gave me another kind of like bottle afterwards that we shared and i was completely converted to how good rioca was as a wine and i was like this is like the best you know if only every time i didn't like something everybody presented like the best possible version of that to you this is like, what a wonderful this, world this isn't we... going to end in this um in your friend's da seducing you or something is it <laughs> no no it ended quite low bro he got me into the jack reacher novel series but that's another story altogether. oh classic so, yes I, think... so I would definitely encourage and would happily share uh, a bottle of rioca not with lingard but maybe with adam at three yeah adam big, i think the question was for adam wasn't it yeah, because I, he's he's too scared of ordering wine on an FBO uh, meetup. But don't worry, Adam. You bring your wine. I'll bring my Coke Zero, and we'll just sit in the corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, be classy, <laughs> uh, folks. That's I think that's all the listener questions we have. Unless Mersey, have you come across yeah, any no, others? Yeah, no, there's 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 few more definitely. Yeah, um, FBL rookie at FBL underscore addictive. Does Pogba start actually impacts Bruno consistent returns points? Monkey, that's for you. 
you answered it already, but you can answer it again. <laughs> I, think, I think it depends where he plays. It, when Pogba plays like he did against Spurs in that more advanced position on the left, yes, it definitely does. He 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 uh, takes a lot of Bruno's space. But when he plays further back in, in the double pivot with either McTominay or Fred, um, no, no, he doesn't really. I, I think against Burnley, he will he will be pushed back, and um, Rashford, Cavani, and Greenwood will probably, or Daniel James maybe, will all play. So I think if I've got Bruno, it's it's a yeah, it's it's a hard takeout for, um, you know, being home to Burnley. I think Son, as we've already mentioned, would be the only player I would consider removing Bruno for in advance of that game. Continuing with the United theme, at Immortal Stadium is asking, talk about Fred. Yes, he's hardworking, but you know what I mean. What does he mean, for, uh, Monkey? I think he probably means that Fred is an underrated player. And his, uh, his, his um, play in the build-up to that, that goal, which he scored, was absolutely fantastic. And yeah, look, Fred, Fred is someone... I, I love being proved wrong about football players. People, people get too stubborn. And I think one of the great things about football, not just SPL, obviously, but just football in general, is when players who appear to be, you know, like really shite or get off to poor starts or in poor form, really kind of turn it around and, and play really well. And that's great. I, I know from, you know, I still play football at my giddy old age. And one of the best feelings I have when I play football is if I've played really bad against a particular team and if and then I play really good when I play them again in like the reverse fixture kind of thing. Um, you know, it's really kind of like motivating and stuff. So I, I think it's fantastic that Fred is, is turned around and, you know, I don't know, maybe even Thiago will have a good season next year. You know, let's see. So, <laughs> uh, FBL Matt, at Matt FBL 01. Are you lovely lot coming to the FBL meetup once we have the opportunity? Absolutely, Matt. We'll be there. Um, Raja Gaul at Raj underscore 2404. Monkey, why are you the way you are? I mean, please, not, not an essay, just a quick answer. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll hand that over to Don to answer. No, it's, it's to you. <laughs> As I said, I hand it over to Don to answer. We, Don, we, why do you we, we are we, we are a, we are a product of our environment and our upbringing. <laughs> Very true. Nature or nurture, Don? Quick answer, one word. I'd be I'd be veering more towards maybe seventy percent nurture, thirty percent nature. Just never been one word, has it? Oh, thank you. Never, never. We don't <laughs> yeah, we don't yeah. do one words. FBL underscore Ginger Ninja at FBL underscore Ginger Ninja. Uh, he asked us, has Monkey still got his triple captainship left? I feel it's your moral duty to warn the rest of the FBL community of his DC curse. Is he using this week on Ken or Son as if then I'm doing the opposite? I believe you still have your triple captainship, Monkey. And I believe you will be honest in telling us when you're going to use it. Is that correct? Um, that, uh, that isn't technically correct. Um, I only have my triple captain left in the team managed by my other cat, but I'm not allowed to talk about that. So No, you're not. No, I do not have my triple captain chip left, so you oh, are thanks. safe. I will be captaining Kane this week, which we'll come on to a bit later. So, um, you know, I'll leave it to you if you wish to just, you know, <laughs> abandon any plans on that. Cool. At FBR underscore Dave, at Club's Graves. Two questions. Why is Mora being ignored? He's actually an underrated player. So that's the first question. Secondly, what what is the best wood for a fire pit? <laughs> Mora, talk about Mora. I think he's a good option actually if you're chasing etc. If yeah, you're looking but... for a third player along with Kane and Son, 
if you've but, got a Rafinha, if you want to move him on or something. Go yeah, on, go but on, real, go. realistically, though, the, I think he's one of those ones um, himself. And what's the other name of the other guy, Lamella, that we can't stand? But uh, they, they're probably they could be likely rotations like around the around the cup fixture. So it's kind of one of they those could ones. Be, but I think it's worth a pun. It it could it could it be, be but tough, but who right? are you gonna who are you gonna be taking out? We were talking about earlier on like Song Rafinha, Rafinha if he's deli- if he's injured or if you fancy uh, as you know if you think Liverpool and United might be a bit too bit too much, maybe Rafinha is such a good player that people mark him out, which is uh, what happened against City. He had one chance, but then you know out of nowhere Dallas pops up. So if you think Rafinha has two tough games next. You could go tomorrow and bring Rafinha back, for it example. It is fair enough, but it's one of those ones that then at the end of it, you're going to have three Spurs players coming into a blank game week and then yeah. you have a little bit of a headache. And, you know, he yeah. could, it could, yeah. could be one of those ones. It's a ones. transfer that you have to plan out. That's for sure. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Thomas at uh, Frid... Frid- well, 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 we didn't uh, answer a firewood question. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Firewood question. What, do you know anything about firewood, mate? Ash. Ash. Okay, lovely. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Thomas at Fred Johnson. Apologies about that, Thomas. Do you think Werner will start against Brighton? He's been rested for a while. He has been rested for a while. I think he probably, well, I was going to say he probably would, but then obviously, uh, actually, Chelsea have the FA Cup semi-final between it, don't they? So, who knows? Um, uh, I think he'll come back in. He has obviously played that kind of Havats, Pulisic, um, Mount kind of front three, but I think Werner will will come back in, and I think he's more likely to come back in for a team like Brighton, who who do give up quite a few chances. So that's all the questions we have, Don. Nice one, thanks, man. Over to you. Thanks, Amelia Mersey. Um, we'll move on to our captain and game week plans section of the show. A reminder to our listeners that it is a Friday evening deadline, so half six UK time. Um, to make sure you have your lineups in, don't get caught out. Um, that guy Morpheus um, was actually asking about Son versus Kane as a captain for the double. This is the obvious. This is the discussion really that um, a lot of people are having because most people probably will own the two of them, um, and it is very much looking at with Kane's ownership that his his EO will be shocking this game week. Um, and it will take a brave person to go against him. But Jonathan Strack was questioning whether or not there might be any risk that Kane might actually get rested against Southampton before that League Cup final. Um, PJ, come to you first on it. What's your thinking on the captain picks? You said you're going to be on with Kane, but are you even considering Son? Um, you did mention, you know, when you were discussing in terms of going for players that maybe when you're chasing, maybe betting against the house a little bit by going for the likes of Bowen as opposed to Lingard. But would going Son against um, as opposed think- to Kane be too much for you? For me, I, I don't think there's anyone near as much in it as people are saying. I, I think um, we're talking about a double game week where only one team have a double game week and there's only two really attractive players, no matter how much Dave might bang on about Lucas Moura. He's not going to captain him, is he, um, from, those, from, those, from that team. So it's an extraordinary situation in many ways where Really, you just have a 50-50 shot between Kane and Son. This is not a week for me to captain a differential outside of those two. 
let the rest of your squad do the talking with the differentials. Um, so for me, just do, don't don't look at expected ownership. Don't look at what anyone else is doing. This is a choice for every FPL manager out there. Very simply, who do you think will score more goals, more points in the next two fixtures, Son or Kane? And just stick the armband on that person. I personally believe Harry Kane will score more in those two fixtures. But it's a 50-50 call. Son could, no one would be surprised if Son outscored Harry Kane. I think, you know, barring a, barring injury, it would be unlikely that one blanked and one scored something like 20 points because that's not what seems to have happened with Spurs. They tend to assist each other anyway. What's likely is that one will probably score 12 or 14 and one will score, you know, kind of 10 or 12 and there'll be very little in it. So just don't. Don't waste sleepless nights thinking about it. Just stick it on one of them and concentrate on the rest of your team this week. Um, Marzi, what it strikes me, though, between in this choice, right, because, you know, your your rank is relatively good in comparison, obviously, to myself and PJ. But it does strike me this week that while I want to go with a, the differential one, which will be the differential choice between the two is, and I agree with PJ, is that it is pretty much between the two of those in captain picks this week. But... The picks on seems like, you know, feeling like going for the differential, like the like trying to chase and trying to gain points. But it just feels that Kane is just the right pick, regardless of ownership, regardless of EO. He just seems like all the stats, the opportunities seem to be for Kane and going for the golden boot as well. What do you think? No, I completely agree with everything that uh, PJ said. Look, um, there's not going to be much in it. Uh, the question from Jonathan, to be honest, I didn't think about it. It's, it's a fair question. They've got a cup final, but I just can't see Kane being rested the way he plays. It's not all out anymore. He's, he's, a, he's a playmaker as well as a finisher sometimes. In the, if, if you watch him on the counter, he's actually behind the play because he's setting it up and then he's running into the space. Um, so I think he will play. Uh, I think he will play both games and he will play the final. I'll definitely be going. Look, I'll be definitely going with Kane because, as PJ said, I think he will he will score. You know, if there's a penalty, he'll be the one taking it. He will. I think he will score more goals. Uh, I think Son is a is a punt. It's a good punt if if, if you want to chase. But I think uh, there's not going to be much in it. So just uh, flip a coin and go for it. To be honest, I think both, either of them is a very good choice this week. Both will be highly owned. So. Just, just hope that you've, yeah. I mean, the fact that you have both of them is good enough. And for me, so for me, it'll be uh, Kane is captain, Son is VC. Hopefully, the game doesn't get called off. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, and uh, just quickly to t- touch on my moves, I'm definitely bring. I think I'm bringing Lingard in. Just I can't, you know. Let, let uh, we said let the rest of the team do the talking. I, I need Lingard to stop the bleeding. Uh, and it's probably more, most likely it'll be for Rafinha for, for a little bit. Maybe I'll bring him in on some, some blanks, bring him back in. And uh, it needs to be a minus four because I can't afford Lingard just directly. And I think I'll just take out Diaz. And I might punt on a on like an Aurier or something like that, whoever I can afford from Tottenham. Again, it'll be just for, a, uh, for the double. And that will be the transfer that I'll take out the Spurs player and bring somebody else in for, for game week 33 one day blank. Okay. So that's my moves. Um, yeah, my I've already moved out Foden for Lingard, and I'll be bringing in Nacho for either 
either um, most likely Aguero, even though you, sometimes you feel like when you make a bad decision, just trying to stick with it so that it feels like a less of a bad decision. But I think I just need to bite the bullet and just bring in Nacho for him. The alternative is if I thought the injury to um, to DCL was more severe, that I just bring him out and leave Aguero on the bench for hopefully a couple of games at the end of the season. But I think I'm kind of done with Man City at the moment. I feel like I just want but to get rid of the mouth. If you're going to keep Aguero, I wouldn't bench him because he loves playing Villa. Nah, uh, no, if I played him, I'd just be putting... I'd play him, I'd play him and just basically and have someone good in first sub. But yeah. but I don't I don't think I will keep him, to be honest with you. I think I'm just done with Man City because rotation with the fixtures, everything like that, I, I think there's just better choices there, especially for me chasing. Yeah, I agree. But if DCL is injured, then, then it's, it's, it's worth... No, no, but that's, that, like that is said, the choice. Yeah, yeah, rather yeah, than, yeah, rather than that, exactly. I have the money left there, and I may as well just have it in Aguero rather than sitting in my budget. Um, PJ, what about yourself? What's looking likely to be your moves this week? Yeah, well, we, yeah, well um, I don't have Son at the moment. I've, I've got Lloris, um, which I bought in as my wild card, um, specifically to play this, this double game week. So... Um, he's there along with Kane and captain, but I will be getting Son. Uh, just a question for who. Um, we'll wait till uh, Man United play tomorrow to see whether I get him for um, probably Torres because I've left money in the bank to, to move him on. He was always a one-week punt. But there's always the chance that Marcus Rashford could pull up again, in which case I will move him on for, for Son and probably keep Torres. Or in that circumstances, may well take a punt on a less fashionable player, but I don't really want to take a minus four. Um, you know, after after a wild card, I'm quite happy with the squad. It goes pretty deep. So, yeah, one transfer, Son in, Kane captain. Let, let's see it. And, and it's going to be one thing I would say is going to let's let's all, you know, try and be a little bit patient and a little bit calm this game week. There are 10 games over a staggering seven days. This is going to be torturously long. Let's not give up if there's captain blanks or. Yeah, no mid-game week meltdowns. Well, yeah, (laughs) don't tell me how good your game week is on a Saturday afternoon. Come on, there's a lot of football to be played over a long period this week. So, look, you know, enjoy the games, don't enjoy the games, do what you want. But let's just just have fun in between. We don't need to see everybody's incremental scores every day. Nobody's going to be listening to this anyway who takes this in. But, uh, you know, there you go. That's my rant for week. You didn't even do Mars's rant now I thought about it. You didn't even do one. So right, I just got it in this mid game mid mid game week meltdown. Hashtag yeah. mid game mid game week meltdown wankers. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Oh my god, I, oh my god, I've only got two I've only got two points so far with nobody uh nobody two players gone. This pod would ever do anything like that, particularly <laughs> anyone absent. No. Never, never, never. Uh, folks that's all we got time for on tonight's show we have been Maris you can find at Maris05 Kylie who you can find at KylieFBL PJ who you can find at HinduMonkey and myself who you can find at The Marple Curse make sure you're following our group account on Twitter and Reddit at 3AmigosFPL if you enjoy the podcast please give it a 5 star review on iTunes it's the best way you can help the show thanks as always for listening and your continued support adios amigos Brave amigos are we